0: I am Erica, I am Kevin, I am Giovanna, I am adventurous,
1: I am dreamer, I
0: am creative, I am wine, I am dance, I am
1: entrepreneur, I
0: am musician, I am privileged, I am activist, I am podcast, learning,
1: growing, inspiring.
0: All right, welcome to the I Am Podcast. We are so excited to have with us today entrepreneur, mother, creator, philanthropist, and just an all-around amazing person here with us, creator of Mixed Up Clothing, Sonia Smith Kang. So excited to have you here with us. And we're just really looking forward to having this conversation with you because there are so many things going on right now. And I know that everything that you're involved in is really in a lot of ways affecting change. And so we're excited to have this conversation with you.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations on uh, this new venture. And I'm excited to be uh, one of your first guests. Yes. We're excited to have you. Yes.
1: <laughs> so I guess I'll start. I mean, you have, you know, the company Mixed Up Clothing and you, you've already been an, an advocate for people of color, for the mixture of, of races. Now, just seeing how things have been amplified. what What is your take on everything?
2: Yeah, I have been talking about race um, for as long as I could remember. And I think it does, to your point, stem from just my multicultural background of trying to kind of find myself in the world. And so I've always talked about race as uh, my father's African-American and my mom is Mexican. And then, you know, add to the fact that, you know, my parents were in the service. So I was born in Puerto Rico and then we were transferred to the Hawaiian Island of Oahu. So culture and race and diversity and inclusion, that is just who I am. And so I feel like, you know, the momentum has just been building and building. And we're now at a place where um, I'm starting to feel that that hope again, that things could get better, um, that it is not a moment, that it's a movement. And, and I'm really loving um, the place that we're at in having and in directing this change that is going to help our children and our children's children. So if there is a word that, you know, kind of depicts this time for me,
0: it's hope. Love that. Yeah. It's so great to hear that, you know, because there's so much negativity being portrayed in the media we only see the bad things and we're not talking so much about the good things. As you know, we were also talking with somebody about COVID. We hear so much about what it's doing or the the dangers and the fears. But let's talk about the immunity and how we build our own bodies. And so this is sort of all around. If we can all have this mindset of hope, like you're saying, and, and everything that we're facing, I think I think there's a lot getting ready to blossom.
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think there's some parallels that you can draw from the pandemic being COVID-19 and having, you know, right now they actually said that racism is a health issue, right? So there are some parallels that we could definitely draw in what's happening during this time. And it affects us all. I keep thinking back to what a dear friend of mine said, that this isn't a Black versus white, it's a everyone versus racism. And if we all start to look at it in that lens, I think that's when we could start peeling away and helping direct the change and the blossoming that you say that that can happen with some of the work that we're doing.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Right now there's a divide that's starting within the, the Black community about what Black Lives Matter really means. Like you said, it's. it's- Some way we have to try to get away from color, look at the issues, know that there's people on both sides that are allies and on both sides that are not. And we're really just about aligning with the people that are are for bringing everyone together, therefore, you know, making sure that everyone is treated equally and and all those people pushing forward for the change that's needed.
2: And I think this is uh, definitely if if we could tap into the fact that this is a heart issue versus, you know, anything else we can we can, if you could tap into someone's heart, that is just one of the key ways to help with change because you're, you're asking them to maybe just imagine that there is racism, right? So I think those are some of the things that we have to look to when we're talking to people who may not see the same things. We gotta just get them to tap into the humanity of it all. I think that's the work that also can be done When you're sharing not only with your friends and family, but in systemically from bigger ends, like when you're tapping into trying to make change in media, you know, the big movie studios and what movies they green light, what stories the publishing houses green light. We have to keep tearing away these layers and getting them to understand that this is a problem. And that's one of the challenges I think we're working on and that we're facing. But I'm loving and going back to the sense of hope to see the big changes that the movie studios are making and making declarations that they would never have made before. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the sports industry making declarations and and calling out, you know, things that are going on in the Black Lives movement. That's a first. You know, and yeah. I think that's where the hope comes from. That it's now this widespread. It hasn't just been in our local community level, mm-hmm. right? right? Now it's oh, Nike's talking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of these folks are you know kind of mentioning that. So yeah. I think the time is right. Absolutely. And to play devil's advocate, I'm just hoping that this sticks and it's true change and that people's hearts have been changed. And it's not just because they're being pressured to do right. so, you know. Right. So I'm really hoping that is the case. There's absolutely that that piece where it's performance, uh, you know, activism, right, mm-hmm. where they're just like, ooh, you know, publicists are like, we got to put something out. Yeah. Right? Damage like, control. Like, so, let's let's. Yes. Switch yeah, gears. like we can't be the last one not mm-hmm. to, you know, black out our uh, square on uh, on Instagram. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And to your point, yeah, it, but it, it really, the onus comes from us to not only acknowledge what they're doing, but to also hold them to the fire hold and them say, accountable. There you, you know, what else are you doing? Mm-hmm. Show us who your executive board is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. tell us. Who is in charge of your inclusion and diversity Mm -hmm. and hiring practices? So, yes, it is a lot of work from our end. Mm -hmm. But so that it doesn't just become a moment, a blip on the screen, it's up to us to continue to ask those questions. And they're difficult. Mm -hmm. I think it's very difficult because as artists, as makers, as creatives, like I need a job. Like, how am I going to ask (laughs) questions, Mm. you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. still be like, do I wait till I get the job before I start, you know, asking these questions (laughs) or is it really just saying I will only take jobs if and when I see that there is diversity in the orchestra Mm -hmm. or diversity in, in fashion industry and the models represent the world that we live in. Um, It's really that time and it's really up to us to keep them accountable for what they claim they're doing so that it doesn't just stick at a performance advocacy.
0: Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. And really, I mean, your company, Mixed Up Clothing, I mean, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about you and how Mixed Up Clothing came about. And also I was talking with somebody and said, you know, it was very much timing when everything happened and you just happened to have beautiful cloth (laughs) (laughs) in excess (laughs) to go ahead and then create almost recreate an entire other branch of your business that's, you know, obviously doing so well. And it's that's exciting. So
1: and being tied to the medical industry as
0: well. Right? Yeah. Having that background. Yes. and,
2: And that all plays a part, right? I, I actually went to school to be a registered nurse. And um, I was minding my own business. I was, you know, picking up checks. I was working on healthcare care and, and trying to save lives and that whole thing. And then in the back of my mind, I just kept thinking of my children. I married a Korean man. And so I'm having these kids that are uh, these little mixies of Mexican, Black and Korean. And, and in trying to live an intentional life. Uh, we were bringing in things to into our home where, you know, we we brought in culture into our home. I call it culture proofing the house where we make sure that music that comes in the house is of all genres. Right. Artwork, children's books. They got black and brown characters. If you can see it, you can be it is our thought. Um And so one of the things that I noticed was that it wasn't in fashion. Yes, you had like United, what was it, Benetton? Benetton uh, Back in the day. But I was like, what about children's fashion? So even before that, I was like, let me just, I've been knowing how to sew since seventh grade um, (laughs) when they used to teach it in school. (laughs) And my mom sewed our clothes. And um, so I've been having you know that maker part of me so I made clothes for my children I sourced fabrics from around the world from their culture I just wanted them to have a piece of who they were their culture their identity and then I would get stopped on the street and folks were like what is, what's this what's what you know and they would you know I would talk about what the fabric represented and then all of a sudden, My husband was like, What are you doing? And I was like, I think I'm starting a business. Mm Like, (laughs) I'm gonna, you know, (laughs) I think I'm gonna, you know, there's something to this, and I'm gonna call it mixed up clothing. I'm gonna, you know, find beautiful, iconic fabrics um, from, you know, Japan and Africa. And so we're gonna grab these kente cloths and dashiki prints and, Japanese kokeshi dolls, and I'm just going to work them into this fun everyday kind of wear. And within like the first year I was on the Today Show talking about, you know, Mama Ford creates fashion line for multicultural children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, what next? What next? Well, we had fashion shows and, you know, your family were was one of my was the first, you know, fashion print <laughs> to lay that. that we did. Yeah. You know, I still got a little picture of little guy when he was a little guy. In, um, in clothes. I just wanted the world to see these uh, different color hues of their skin tone, different hair texture, different body size. Like I just wanted to reflect what the world looked like, what our neighbors look like. And so that's how mixed up clothing came about. And I, um, so obviously I left bedside, uh, being a bedside nurse. And uh, one day I was I was listening to, I think it was the governor of New York. And he was saying, uh, hey designers, you need to uh, start making sewing fabric masks. because we are in this pandemic, our our healthcare providers and our essential workers don't have enough masks. And I'm my husband is a physician, and I was like, "Honey." you know how we have all that fabric? What if I, you know, everything just starts with like this question, right? I said,
0: what if
2: I take that fabric and sew masks? And I did. I cut up the, the. I made him go to the hospital, borrow a mask. And as Erica knows in the design world, you just deconstruct to reconstruct. Exactly. You, you make it happen. Figure you, it so out. So I Put apart a mask, and I used my mask. And then I was looking at the CDC's guidelines of what a mask should look like and what it should have. And within, I would say, eight hours of that governor's uh, press conference, we had a mask. Wow! That you know, and so I put it up on our our on our social media pages. And people were like, how can I get one of those? And within like a week, we were up to, you know, making thousands of masks. And not only was it for folks like you and I, but it was also, I felt the need to help beyond that. And so how can I donate masks to those who didn't have access? So we did a buy one, get one initiative. And thanks to you and your purchases, um, you know we were able to donate to the vulnerable community and black and brown communities, um, not only to healthcare professionals and essential workers, but our masks have gone on to the uh, Sioux Nation, to, wow. to vulnerable communities that are suffering with immunocompromised health issues. I mean I could talk forever. It is by just these masks and the support I've received I've been able to give back and continue our mission at Mixed Up Clothing which is to to celebrate culture and to showcase the diversity in fabrics and you know extend that out to diversity of of peoples
1: i love that so much
2: because i have seen so many people take advantage of this pandemic to profit and for you to give back is it's just everything uh, i appreciate you i appreciate you i think that it definitely um you know we're all trying to find our way and pivot with our business model because you know we have not only our mouths to feed but i felt the responsibility of my team you know, the sewing contractors that were losing jobs because everything in the fashion district Mm -hmm. just would to a halt. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I felt the weight of their need on my shoulders. And I was just so it all just kind of worked where I could provide them their jobs, I could give back. um, And then I can also, you know, uh, sell them so that I can continue to put food on the table and, and contribute to my family.
0: So thank you. Thank yeah, that's you incredible. Know. And for our listeners that are interested in purchasing one of these beautiful masks, where can we send them?
2: Yeah, I would love for them to head to uh, mixedupclothing.com. Uh, they could find us on social media at Mixed Up Clothing. If money is funny right now, mm-hmm. send me an email, sales at Mixed Up Clothing. I would love to help you. There should not be a reason why we can't follow the rules of of social distancing and also wearing masks if money is an impediment. So I, I try to break that down to folks. Just shoot me an email, drop a DM, yeah. I'll help you out. Awesome, Beautiful. and I love.
0: I love how the masks are made with little pockets. So I actually use our coffee filters that I have. You know, I I don't <laughs> often have a coffee machine, but I still have the filters. I know I'm not the only one out Absolutely. there, folks. <laughs> no, 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 and that's
2: exactly why they were made, right? Yeah, um, perfect. You know, folks have been putting paper towel, coffee filters, anything that the CDC, you know, kind of had uh, as guidelines. So, so yeah, I think with the masks as being. You know, the first thing folks see when you're out, I think it's important to why not be cute while you're out mm-hmm. there, right? right. Why not? And educate on it. diversity. Right. Hello. Yeah, exactly. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think also if, if somebody's wearing the mask and they say, you know, where's that fabric from? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's important that, you know, we were able to kind of show them a different side. But from a from a kind of the empath in me, I also draw on my strength from my cultures. And I think having a, a mask that is reflective of who you are, mm. or, you know, uh, you know, from, I think there's something to that, that when you're out in the world facing something that can be scary with with what we're doing in our, in our pandemic, to draw on your culture, I think is important and, and to have that be a be a mask I think if I can provide that I'm excited
0: yeah it's awesome. incredible awesome. I um was reading on one of your write-ups also just sort of in line with what you're talking about and just with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement that's going right now As you were as you were getting started um, and there's so much education right now going on and so much so much unearthing of so much information, but having a business that is focused, I mean, it's a black owned business, a black and brown owned business um, and finding capital for this business, finding people that were willing to invest in somebody in you who, you know, is not your typical white American walking in the door. Can you speak a little bit on that, like BLM, is that affecting you directly in any way, your business, whether negative, positive, and are you guys doing anything to sort of really highlight? I mean, obviously we've already talked about the fabrics and how you know diversity is at the center, um, but how is this whole movement now affecting you?
2: Yeah, it's affecting me in a couple of different ways. The first way is I if, if I can't be out there on the front lines, I have done uh, a couple of the marches, I want to be able to do what I can do, right? And I think that's what's important with finding your place in the BLM movement right now. Art is activism. Making is activism and how you use it. So I just always ask people to, what are they comfortable with? What do you do already? Mm -hmm. You already are in the BLM movement by just having conversations with people so that you can educate your audience. Right. So that, so, so with what I'm doing, I made a t-shirt that has black lives matter in different languages.
0: I saw that. Um, brilliant. So, so brilliant. I want one. It's-
2: to who I am as a person and as a designer, mm-hmm. like what is it that you can do that fits in with your business mm-hmm. already so that you aren't like trying to, to your point, Erica, about trying to come up mm-hmm. during this time? But what is it that you can do to continue talking about it? The so, again, our t shirts, our masks are going to the black and brown vulnerable communities, mm-hmm. these t shirts. The, a portion of the sales are going to go on to support BLM in the work that they do. If I can't be out there, I'm going to give the money to the folks that can keep getting out there and keep doing the work. Yes. And so it's that aspect, right? So that's one. Two, to answer your question, if you don't know, I talk a lot and I could, you know, make a, a a short answer into a really long one, but um, and, and my third point, and right. course, That's why we, got you here. Hey. we need people that yeah. are willing to talk, and we can edit too. So don't you're you worry. Right. Like, Just
1: <laughs>
2: cut it into you know short short little uh, parts. Anyway, okay. So the second part is um I would definitely say there are gatekeepers in whatever industry you're in. I'm going to speak to fashion. When you are trying to get into a boutique, when you are trying to get into a big name, you know, a department store or or anything like that, the gatekeepers typically do not look like us, Mm -hmm. right? So you are trying to sell to them the reason why your brand needs to be in their store. And that has been challenging up until, so pre this movement, right? Post this movement... Folks are coming out of the woodwork. Hey, remember when you sent me that email two years ago? You know, (laughs) can we revisit this conversation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I think there is, I would recommend to makers or uh, creatives of color to kind of revisit those folks and just kind of say, uh, in light of what is happening right now, This is why, you know, what we are doing matters. And is there an opportunity to have discussions around, you know, making sure you are supporting uh, Black business founders, Mm -hmm. uh, Black creatives, Black makers, Black whatever, Mm -hmm. because of this. And then you give them, you know, the statistics and, and what is, you know, what is happening. I think there's the two things that are happening right now around it.
0: Yeah that's
2: awesome yeah Yeah,
1: that's been my thing i I have a father that that has his own company and i'm constantly just thinking about ownership and i get so excited with people like yourself and and others who actually decided to create their own thing because like you said the creative that's everything and then the key that's the the economic you know disparity is like okay well who who owns it like you said the gatekeepers you know Mm -hmm. we need to get more people in there that are of color or either you know have our own establishments created so there's not this I don't have to try to convince you that this is significant and it matters like I already know this mm-hmm. and I already know that there's millions of other people that look like me that know this. So I don't have to necessarily keep trying to, you know, convince you. I'm excited to see that happen. More money being brought together and in, in establishments that are created so that they don't go away, you know, because I Ready. am a little concerned that some of these people now, the movement is so large. I could if I was a, a marketing person, I would say, you know what? let's flip this and let's be on part of the movement because mm-hmm. all of these are now our consumers, Yeah, right? They're going to support the people that are behind it and, and I see that happening and as soon as it moves and I'm like, okay, let's go back to the other thing. Uh, that's my only concern because that's, yeah, that's exactly... But I think, but you know, I think
2: the, the, the way we solve that is exactly what you said, Kevin, is the we become... Well, forget the gatekeeper. Yeah. I'm going to just create my own space. And, you know, we have generational wealth has eluded us for, I mean, for, for generations. So if we can become our own, uh, become owners ourselves and become, you know, the, the, you know, bring in that wealth so that we can start generational wealth for our children and, and their children. I think that is important. So really taking a look at this time, and figuring out how we can, folks are starting businesses now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're now with uh, trying to figure out how to, I don't need them. I'm going to just create my own mm-hmm. marketplace and start having authors sell their books on my page. You know, why why yeah. do we need to go to the big, you know, marketplaces right now? Why not just do our own? And so I think that's exactly what is happening. So worry not, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> folks are saying, you know, damn all that. We are gonna just make our own. Yeah. And yeah. there's some really great sites right now that, you know, buy black mm-hmm. has been doing They've this. Been around, yeah. You know, so folks are hip to it, as the kids say. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: hey. yeah. There's money to be made and they're they're making it happen. So,
0: I just wanted to touch quickly on speaking of kids because I know that you also have multiculture corner as another facet of your outreach and your business and your development. And so I would love to just really quickly touch upon that topic of kids and how we're talking to kids about what's happening right now and you having a, you know, kids who are mixed with all Um, You know, I know that some of my Asian friends have had, I mean, have started to deal with people really, I mean, lashing out at them over this whole COVID thing, which is also just, I mean, the the lack of education in so many ways is, is really rearing its ugly head in so many ways, and so investing in Absolutely. our children and having this conversation with them and any advice that you can offer to our listeners? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, uh, Gio, I think you've seen my style of parenting. I tell my kids everything. <laughs> I do not, I don't shy away from conversations. We started early on. And so my key to, you know, takeaways for talking with children would definitely be start early and talk all the time. If there's something that comes up and in, in, uh, you're on the, the the road taking them to school and you got something on the radio, it's not a time and, uh, you know, a news topic comes up, we need to talk about that. But the thing that changes with my kids is they're all at different stages in their development. So I don't necessarily talk to them all the same, but they get the same conversation, but just at different, you know different different stages to what they understand. So I would definitely encourage parents, black, white, brown, any we should all be having these conversations. And if you don't understand, there's Google, start looking up some some history. We all need to know the history that they don't necessarily teach us in school. So we gotta get, you know, ourselves right before we start also telling our children. So definitely educate. Talk about the issues if you feel comfortable taking them out to to a march and kind of or reading a book about the march, um, you know, or or marches that have happened previously. That's important. I think we they need to know, and we need to know that they hear things. I mean, they're on the TikToks and the you know their their little things. So. Man. <laughs> the tick and the tag, whatever mm-hmm. they're on, all that, yeah. And they're hearing the same stories that we're thinking because we ain't sharing it. That mm. they're not hearing it, but they are. Mm. So, mm. and they might be scared. So they're waiting for you mm. to come and help them process all this information. So talk to your children early and often. Check in with them. Ask them, what are you hearing? Let them tell you and see what they what they come up with. But definitely with my black and brown children and Asian children and but I am constantly <laughs> talking to them about um, the issues. And even though they may not phenotypically look black or or this or whatever the world thinks of them, grandpa is black mom is black so we you can own that you can still even if you're half or mixed or whatever it is you can still own that i you know you could and and you have every right so i give them the right to have all those feelings of of, of being part of this um of being part of the moment and and in the movement.
0: Yeah, the inclusivity is key.
1: They seem to be the smart ones in all of this. What we're finding, you know, so many of the young kids, are the adults who've been programmed and they've heard so many things and parents taught them and were, we're fighting about some mm. things and the kids are looking at it like, yo, what's the problem? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like, what, what are we talking about here? You know Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think Untainted. if we left it to them, they would have had this solved by now. That's right. right. Yeah. They're, All like, of that. they're like,
1: we're <laughs> trying to get to the playground, you guys. Like, we're just, can we I'm get just on the toys?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look,
0: let me get my T-ball friends together. We'll we'll uh, figure this out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, we want to thank you so much for spending this afternoon, this hour with us. It's been such a Treat to just talk with you, hear your voice, and just just always so great to hear. Such a you've pleasure! Got to say. Mm-hmm. You're such an inspiration, you guys, So good, so funny. I'm
2: so proud of you. I love, I love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And um, you know, that was just a snippet of what I could talk about. So, um Well, we can have well, you back got, then. No, we may have we to need to do a part mixed two up clo- to no, we got to get our mixed up
0: clothing <laughs> podcast going here. Yeah. <laughs> Just I a need mixed, me up. mixed up yes. clothing podcast. Yes. That's right. Yes.
2: Let's talk. Yes. You guys. The multi the multi so podcast.
0: But before we let you go, we want you to give us 3 to 5 words that complete the sentence in you describing you. So, um I am blank.
2: Oh, I am I am mom I am a maker I am creative I am love yes,
1: yeah. yes. watch out now
0: it. and I'm throwing entrepreneur in there too yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: and I'm throwing in innovator
1: yes. right Woo. creative innovator yes. all of that
0: what, you got? what, you got, what do what I you got? got yeah
1: impactful impact impactful,
0: Woo. impactful. <laughs> yeah. thank, you, thank you guys <laughs> thank you have a great afternoon big hugs yeah, it's you. you so good to see you thank you for listening interested in starting your own podcast visit us at iammusicgroup.com